Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken here, just reminding you that all of my books are available on sale over at chrisakinbooks.com. And for you dummies that can't spell my last name, that's A-K-I-N. So C-H-R-I-S-A-K-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. Get them. Whether you want the fun musical stuff or you want the depressing divorce and burn accident stuff, it's all there. So go to chrisakinbooks.com. Never mind. Speaking of the devil, here he is. Uh, let's bring right, him on in. Bring him right on. All right. All right. And there he is. What's going on, Bone? How you doing? This is Bone from <laughs> Classic Metal Band, Every Mother's Nightmare, man. How you doing? Thanks for coming on with us. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> doing great, man. Doing pretty darn good. You know, we're just obviously, we're all sort of reeling a little bit from the you know passing of the great Eddie Van Halen and, uh, you know, but we're trying to. You know, we're talking about him the show and just kind of remembering all the great music he's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, brought to the table over the years, you know, for rock and metal. What, um, you know, before we get talking about the new record and stuff, tell us a little bit about, you know, your history with Van Halen or, you know, listening to them as a kid and growing up. I mean, how influential were they uh, to you as a, as a youngster? Man, they're huge. I mean, <clears throat> the first band I really got into was Kiss, like so mm -hmm. many, you know, of our generation mm -hmm. sure. uh, but it was shortly after that kiss destroyer was the first record i got my, i had an older brother and he turned me on to van halen one when it came out and we were all just like holy fuck what is this you know mm. <laughs> and i mean i was telling people yesterday a lot of you know non-musician people non-music people which i don't understand non-music people i don't know how you do that but, <laughs> you know but they 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 were like what's the big deal and i go <laughs> it's ed man ed you know it's gone and yeah man Halen was a huge part of the soundtrack to my adolescence and you know my whole life really but yeah. mm -hmm. part of when i was like 11 years 10 11 years old yeah. Yeah. well and and, and you, you know it's crazy man it, you know something we've been saying is that take even take eddie van halen or take the music of van halen out of the mix every single band that came out afterwards was influenced in some way especially the the 80s scene you know Every band absolutely started from Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some people, some musician friends post and saying, I wasn't really a big Van Halen fan, but you know, Eddie's influence and uh, innovations were, you I mean, you can't, they're undeniable, you know, yeah. across yeah. the board. Yeah, I think any rock guitarist, you've got to, you've been influenced by Ed. I mean, yeah, when, yeah. dude, it, and when you think about it, when you, when you go back and you think about it, 1970 let's go to 1977 like as the as kind of the cut point because 78's when van halen one came out yeah you had the doobie brothers leonard skinnerd i mean it was just such when you look at it it was such a different animal and then here comes eddie van halen that was the combination of commercial music and heavy music and crazy guitar sound and just you Is know the, the show the sound everything all in one package yeah, they're just a badass band all the way around. I mean, yep. Michael Anthony to me is one of the most underrated bass players. Oh yeah, oh, and Mike, yeah. his backup vocals. Oh, I mean that's Van Halen. You take that away, what do you you know? Come on. Exactly, man. Absolutely, you nailed it, man. I agree. Yeah, <clears throat> there's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They came out with, you know, you put on Van Halen and hear Eruption. 
I mean, what do you? That was just mind blowing back that's then. That's what. You know, it's funny. We've been talking. That's what everyone keeps saying. It's like, oh man, the first time I heard a rupture, man. Oh, forget it. You know, and that's true. It's like first time anyone heard that, you're just blown away. You're like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that'll uh, freaking definitely came out with good times, bad times, and you're Bonzo just doing those crazy. You know, the his right foot was just insane with those triplets. You know, yeah. nobody did that, and it's yeah. the same. Head. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Well, let's uh, let's talk about you know, let's talk about you guys, man. Every mother's nightmare. I mean, dude, I mean, what a what an awesome new record you guys got coming out here, Resurrect the Faithful. I mean, really, I mean, definitely much different than you know the band's previous releases. I mean, on on Grind, I know that was getting a little bit heavier, and this just, I think, you know, kind of took it another, uh, just another on to another whole you know whole level. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do, you know, cause it's got more grit and it's a little more dirty, I think, than anything the band's done before. And I think a lot of that for what I'm, you know, here, it has to do with you coming on board here. I mean, you hit those freaking drum. I don't know how those drum heads survived, man, when you recorded that album, because I mean, <laughs> you got one of the heaviest hands I think I've seen, man, you know, playing those drums, man. Um, <laughs> There's a pile of sticks that are in, yeah. the, in our. It's, I mean, but it's, it's it's a great record, man. Congratulations on it. I know it's coming out on October 23rd, I believe. Um, so, once you yeah. go ahead, talk to us a bit about for one, how did you, you know, become a part of the band, and uh, you know, how was just, you know, how was everything going with you guys as the release is coming up to right now? I know it's a difficult time with the pandemic, uh, but just I guess talk about a little bit about where you guys are right now and about the new record. Um, well, as, as far as me getting in the band. It's it's a kind of a crazy story. I went to high school with um, a guy that's been best friends with Rick, his name, uh, my buddy Craig. Mm -hmm. uh, he's roadie for the band. He's tour managed. He's a bus driver. He does whatever needs to be done. You know, he's just that guy. Mm -hmm. um, nicest guy you'll ever meet. But I've been in Memphis my whole life. Rick's been here for 30 something years and we never, you know, never crossed paths somehow. Troy has mm -hmm. been here for that long. Um, I was hanging out with some buddies of mine and another local Memphis man one night at one of our local bars and Rick showed up and my friends knew him and uh, they got to talking and, you know, they asked, you know, how's, how's the band going? And he said, well, we're looking for a drummer. And my friend Tracy immediately pointed at me. I was standing about 10 feet away he goes, <laughs> right there. And uh, about two weeks later, they called me and I went in and, you know, we had about three rehearsals and hit the road and, and, uh, did a, our first show was a showcase for Bill Chavis, you know, of high ball okay. music, our, our label guy. And uh, so, you know, no nerve, nothing to be nervous about there, but you know, <laughs> sure. it, it went great. And, and it's just been, it was a great fit. I mean, these guys, I can't say enough about the guys in the band. Mm -hmm. They're um, musically, they're great. Their personalities. I mean, we just gelled. It was, it was obvious from the first, the first jam that we did. Yeah, nice. We started writing. I mean, we were, I wasn't even really, I don't think I was officially in the band and we were already writing little things for the live show, just, just changes and, and putting songs together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we, you know, we've been, we toured for a while and then, uh, we, you know, we rehearse at least twice a week and whenever something if, if John or, or Gunner has a riff in mind or something that they've been fucking around with, you know, they'll, they'll start playing and that's how the album came together. You know, it was just, we'd start jamming and, and whatever worked, worked. And, and Rick would, he just, Rick kind of hangs out. We're in the rehearsal room. He's in the studio behind us and 
when you hear something he likes, he comes in and grabs the mic and he's usually got part of a song, you know, whether it's a part of a verse or a, just a melody or sometimes it's a whole chorus. Mm-hmm. It just varies. But when he comes darting into the rehearsal room and grabs the mic, you know that, all right, something just registered with him. So this is good. Yeah. And, and that's how it all, you know, that's how every song happened. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, like you said, you grew up your whole life in Memphis. So, I mean, going back, to, you know, to, to when the band first started back in, you know, late 80s, early 90s there, did you ever get a chance to see them play live? I mean, I guess talk a bit about how like how huge, obviously, they were in Memphis at that time, you know, being all over MTV and, you know, just, you know, being on Arista Records and everything. You know, well, I was, was in L.A. I moved. Um, I was on the road for <laughs> a couple of years and when I okay. was, started when I was 18. Um and we stayed, we came home for Christmas and that was about it. And then we went back out. We just told our booking agent, don't, we don't want to go home. Just send us somewhere. Don't ever send us back to Memphis <laughs> but at the dartboard tour. You know, we would go from, from Michigan to mm. the Gulf coast or wherever, you know, and just, it, we didn't care. We just wanted to play. Uh, mm. But eventually we moved to Hollywood, you know, just like so many people did. And, and I was 88, I guess when we moved mm. out there. And um, so when they got here and, and, and the first record hit and all that, I was still in LA Okay. after that. And they were, you know, they were the, they were the shit around here. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw them from time to time over the years, but I just never, I didn't know any of them and I never met them. And, you know, it's crazy. Troy and I talk about that all the time over, you know, beers and whatever. Like, how the hell did we not meet each other before, you know, before now? Mm-hmm. Time is everything. And it worked out. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, Bone, it, it's interesting to me that um, this band, when, when people listen to it, there, there's two things to it. When they hear what you do now, there's a distinct sound to it. And really, even with Grind, Grind kind of started it. This record really takes it to that next level. And, and it has a distinct sound to it. And that distinct sound is very different than Love Will Make You Blind, that a lot of people associate with the band is it is it or has it been difficult to not necessarily convince people that you're not an 80s hair band but to get them to adapt and grow with what the band has become because you know you are very much having success from the 80s definitely locks you into a place absolutely where a lot of times the new music gets underappreciated even if it's better yeah mm-hmm. that's true um and that's that's one of the things rick will tell you in a heartbeat he didn't they didn't play love can make you blind for many years he just refused to play it right mm-hmm. and and his thing with that was and when they got signed they were a brand new band i think they he said they played 12 or 13 shows and they got their deal with arista and so you know back then you go in the studio and you get this big deal with with clive davis and he pretty much tells you what you're going to do and so they recorded that song and it wasn't rick's favorite uh, it, it wasn't necessarily his style and so he's kind of he's had to live with that all these years and that being the big hit and um so he he does not want to be known for what he's done he wants to be known for what he's doing now and and, and you know we're all on that same page um sure. and I, I don't know if you guys have listened to the whole record or not but yeah yeah, yeah. We re-recorded Love and uh, yeah. mm-hmm. the current version, the way we do it live. It's it's still the same song. It's got a great hook and a great melody and mm-hmm. great harmonies. I, I love the song. I, I was 
I pushed to to, uh, to record it on this record, okay. and uh, you know Rick was kind of he said, "Yeah, maybe maybe we should." And I said, "Yeah, we should." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, why not? It's complete. It's so much. It's just so different than the original version, and I, and I knew how unhappy he was with with that. Um, obviously, it brought him a lot of. It took him a lot of places, mm-hmm. and it, you know, a big part of why I'm sitting here talking to you guys right now is that song. So there's mm-hmm. no, you can't deny that, and he doesn't deny it. But he just, he really wants to be known for what he's doing currently. That's his sure. big. Sure. And, and what you guys are doing is, you know, like we said, it's such, a, it's so different than what people think. You know, uh, people, people are thinking hairband, and there's nothing hairband about. This is a straight no. up hard you know, fist pumping rock band now. And, and it's, you know, I, I, I would like to, even outside of the musicality part of it or the musicianship of it, I think one of the biggest advantages you guys have, which is the extra band member that doesn't play an instrument, which is your label guy, Bill, Bill for better or for worse, loves every mother's nightmare. And he certainly puts his money behind it, man. You guys are getting, so much love for the label, which is surprising in today's day. Yeah. You I know. feel fortunate. I mean, this is, uh, this is my first record I've ever recorded. So mm-hmm. to go into the studio for the first time, the only other time I was in the studio was 1989 in Hollywood. I, uh, a little demo that we did with the band I was in then. And, um, so it's been many years and I pretty much given up on, you know, the, the thought of ever doing an original project again. I played in a lot of cover bands locally just because I love to play. And, um, but when this came up, I thought, yeah, this is, this is, this is my chance. And, um, so to get, you know, we were kicking around writing, we had a bunch of the songs written and somebody mentioned supernova sound, you know, and I had heard Matt Montgomery's name and, um, next thing you know, Rick said, Hey, we're going to go record a song. We're going to go record one song and see how we like the studio. Okay. We said, cool, let's do it. We went in and it was, it was one of the last songs we wrote was breathe, which is the first single. Mm-hmm. And we went in and, and recorded that. And after the first two nights, we went, we need, this is where we need to do the record. Cool. And so we yeah. did that in December, late December last year. And, um, we were in or probably mid December, but anyway, after the first, we got back in there, I think January 9th and we, and Bill said, you got, you guys have three months do what you need and you know that's from everything that i know and especially hearing from rick that's pretty much unheard of these days to have that kind of Mm -hmm. time and freedom just to go in and and let's do this right and and you know get it out of our system and not have regrets and not i wish we could have done wish we would have done this you know that kind of thing so um bill is definitely (laughs) he's 100 percent in man i mean he he's all in he's I can't say enough about him either. He's just, he's there whatever we want to do. He's, he's behind it. Sure. Well, and, and the, the best part about it is it's clearly working because, you know, even, even just the initial reaction, unless, unless you're seeing something that I'm not seeing, the reaction to breathe has been absolutely almost a hundred percent positive across Mm -hmm. the board, man. So you know, is that what you've been hearing? And and were you surprised at all, or did you think that people would gravitate to it as quickly as they have? Well, you know how it is when I mean, for when you're recording, you're writing songs. I mean, we all 
you're married to your material, you know, you're married to it. You love it. It's like, it's like with your kid, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, sometimes it's hard to, to separate yourself from that and, and look at it and listen to it with unbiased ears, you know? Right. Um, but we, I felt, we all felt really strong, strongly about breathe and, and, and every, the whole record, but when, um, Rick's real secretive when we're writing, he, he does not, he'll come in and he'll sing and he'll, you know, throw phrases around and throw words around. And, but, and we, we demo everything at, at our rehearsal room, but when he plays it back, you will never hear, you never hear Rick's voice. He keeps it buried. And so <laughs> we were, we wrote this whole record basically. And we kind of, you hear him at rehearsal and you kind of know what kind of the melody line he's singing and that kind of thing. But probably the night, two nights before we went into the studio to start recording breathe, he's, he brought me and Troy and said, I want you guys to listen to this, see what you think. And I was, I was blown away. I was like, you know, fuck yeah, man, this is it. Let's do it. And, um, so I, but to answer the question, that was a long way around. Um, <laughs> we were all really shocked at the, at the reception and the reaction to the video and the single when we dropped it. I mean, it just kind of blew up on YouTube. Um, mm. uh, way more than we thought we got way more views and than, than we thought it just really took off so we're we're really happy um can't wait for the for the 23rd to get here you know i've been we've been sitting on this record it was the original release date was june 5th okay, okay wow so you know because of the pandemic obviously we just kind of sat on it and um and just kind of you know when should we when should we drop it when should we drop it mm -hmm. and decided we didn't want to wait till next year so we figured later in the year let's just do it and then we're ready to hit the road you know at 21 as soon as possible sure yeah no, awesome well i mean not only have you guys you know you're putting out a hard you know hitting new record but you also released a really well produced and entertaining 30 minute you know documentary uh, to go along with it called here's to the ones you know really where you know, fans could get a preview into not only, you know, the, the recording of the record, but they also get to know about you guys as the band members as well. You know, in fact, I think, you know, Rick was probably featured less in it than any of you guys were, um, which is very yeah. interesting. So, so yeah, I mean, to me, that, that just makes me, you know, think that, okay, he, he obviously really does want to put the past, you know, away in terms of the band, even though you guys, like you said, you did re-record uh, Love Can Make You Blind, but, um, you know, like I said, it, it was... It was really cool because I was expecting when I saw a documentary, my automatic, you know, my automatic first thought was it was going to be about a little bit of the history of the band, but it really was. They didn't talk much about the history at all, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, so I, was one of the main reasons for the documentary was it to not only you know give the fans and potential new fans a deeper look into the band's inner workings and dynamics, but was it also to let them know, like we were talking about, that hey, this is not the everybody's nightmare that you once knew. This is a whole new ball game here. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. this is us. Here's everybody The you know, in case you haven't met the band members or don't know anything about us, this is the new band. This is what mm -hmm. we're doing. And, um, you know, it's not 1990 anymore. This it's, it's 2020 and this is, this is what we're doing and it's, mm -hmm. it's heavy and uh, it doesn't sound anything like any, you know, any other EMN release completely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's just the chemistry. That's just the five of us. It couldn't be more pure. I mean, it's, we we never once said, "Hey, let's write a song about this," or, you know, "Let's try to write a hit song" or any kind of bullshit like that. We just we just jammed and 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 wrote whatever came out, 
And uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm real happy with the way it went. Um, as far as the writing sessions we had, they were pretty smooth. You know, there were, there were a few, we, we battled over some, there were some, there was, there were some nights where I just, you know, fucking threw my six down. I was like, right, I'm gone. I'll see y'all. You know, I got to go. Rumble, rumble and stomped out and, you know, but there was never any, that was about as bad as it got, you know, and uh, I've heard a lot of horror stories and I've, I've been through some years ago trying to write songs and um, we just, we work really well together, you know, mm -hmm. Johnny and Gunner, uh, man, they compliment each other so well on guitar. You know, they, they just play off of each other. It's, it's really cool to watch. Yeah. And, and Troy and I just, you know, we're solid. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the one thing you could tell in the documentary is that you guys really are a tight unit. You know what I mean? You could tell you guys genuinely enjoy each other's company. You get along well. I don't really see a lot of egos or anything like that. You're just a bunch of regular guys who get along. You enjoy playing good old rock and roll, you know, the way it should be, man, which is, you know, when you're watching a documentary like that, that's kind of that's something that you want to see. It's It makes you really want to pull whether – you know the band, you're a fan of them or not, it really makes you want to pull for the band because it's sort of that picture everyone gets in their mind when they're young or, you know, they're growing up learning to play music is being around a bunch of guys that all can kind of gel together and, you know, work together on the same, you know, vision and goal like you guys obviously uh, do just from watching, you know, the documentary, which is real cool. Yeah. You know? I think there's a – Johnny says in, in somewhere in the documentary when um, – he was talking about when I first joined the band, it's not just, you know, it's not just the, the, the music or the, the musicianship, it's personalities, you know? Mm. Uh, and that's another thing non-musician people don't get. It's, it's like being married to four people. You know, you have to get yeah. along a lot of decisions to make. You have to live together when you're on the road. You have to deal with each other's, you know, bullshit and emotions and whatever's going on and in, in their personal life. And, mm. and it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, you can't just sure. take, you can't just take five good players and throw them in a throw them in a room and have a great band. It just doesn't yeah. work. So yeah. there's a lot to it, and um, and we just got lucky. Or I feel I got lucky. I mean, these guys had a really good thing going. I, I thought Grind was a great record when I, you know, I had to learn that whole record. That was pretty much the set that I had to learn. Plus, you know, some of the love and walls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I was, you know, I had not heard the record until. I got ready to audition for the band and I was cramming it down into my brain, you know, to learn it. And, um, it's a great record. I, I, I love playing the stuff still. Yeah, no, no, it, it is, man. It's, 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 we both really dig it, man. Resurrect the faithful. It comes out, uh, October 23rd on high volume music and bone. Why don't you go ahead and just tell the listeners where, you know, they can, uh, you know, find the video or find all the information on the band where they can listen to and, you know, potentially purchase some of, uh, your guys material yeah um the uh the documentary here's to the ones um you should be able to find it on youtube you can definitely find it on the website um you can pre-order the record on on the the website is emnrocks.com or you can go to highballmusic.com you know you find us on on facebook and you can find whatever you need you get merch and records and and all that so um it's all there if, if you want to find it 
Right. Hey, Bone, real quick, and this has nothing to do about Every Mother's Nightmare, but I got to know, is that an Aussie pillow behind you? Well, <laughs> yeah. That is the best. That's awesome. <laughs> that, 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 that freaks people out. They come walking through my living room and, and you know, Aussie's staring at me. One of my kids that many years ago. It's it's actually from the Osmores, the MTV. Oh, okay, yeah. Valley show. And, um, I've been a huge Aussie fan, you know, like everybody, I guess. How can you not be? So, right. Yeah. But yeah, just chilling with Ozzy and Jim. Awesome. <laughs> Jim All right, Bone. Nice. Well, Dave, Bone, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, good luck with the record and everything. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to see you guys playing live sooner than later. Is the I hope so. I really you know. do. I'm looking forward to it, man. We're ready to go. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are on in. All right, awesome. Thanks, thanks a lot, Bone. All right, Bone. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Bye. man. All right, bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions. Please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.